grab your favorite beverage, kick up your feet as you ascend with me into the joy portal of soul reflections, fresh perspectives, fun ideas, and wisdom. Light to light and heart to heart. Smile and breathe even deeper as together we will soar above the perception of all hurdles and shine brightly as the light we are. to light laughter and lattes. My name is Jerry Habstreet. I'm an evasive quantum healer, medical intuitive, self-ascension intuitive counselor, and your friend and soul connection for the next hour. So happy full moon, everyone. Are you feeling the big full energy that's available right now? And so if you're new to energy, possibly, Um, Anytime the moon is full like this, there is a lot of energy available for whatever. So you can use it for releasing. It's a great time to release the past. It's a great time to create new or to focus your energy on passions or anything in your life that you would like to create more of. And so one of my passions is children. Um, Besides being a medical intuitive and energy healing work, I've spent the past eight years on and off substitute teaching, you know, working with kids in some way, whether it be through peacemakers or through STAR team, which is students teaching attitudes of respect. And so I have a real big passion for our children. And especially right now, uh, my heart really goes out to all kids right now. Um, This world's a little bit scary out there. And for those that are in middle school trying to find where they fit in, this can be really challenging. And those heading into high school, that are trying to plan for their future and their college and the next step and what will it be like. I have children right now in college thinking about going out into this world and how to do it and go about it. And it can be really, really challenging for them. And my heart is so wrapped around them. Um, I'm excited to have my guest with me today who is only 15 years old. And so if there is a way that all of us could bring our presence and our love and our energy together on a full moon to help him add more to all that he's got going and creating, that would be my great intention for my show today. Um, Let me read his bio before I introduce him because it's quite extraordinary. Um, Luke Swenson is only 15 years old, and he has done more in his 15 years than I can even imagine. So let me let me read this to you. Um, Luke Swenson was born in 2005 in Boise, Idaho. At age seven, he started racing quarter midget race cars and raising money for pediatric cancer. As his love for ra- racing grew, so did his passion for helping others. In 2017, he founded the I Love This Life Foundation with the belief that every child should have the hope to dream big. Through the foundation, he has launched Music Matters, a project for underprivileged children in the greater Los Angeles area to share in his passion for music. He has organized a grassroots movement called Project Hope to help spread positive messages for kids and to get them involved in building better communities. 
He has delivered his I Love This Life school assembly to over 20,000 students and has distributed 10,000 copies of his 52-week interactive journal titled Create Your Great. In 2018, at the request of the mayor's office in Boise, Luke turned his focus to anti-bullying and teen suicide prevention. In 2019, Luke launched a shoe line called HOLO, which is short for hope and love, with proceeds benefiting online bullying. Luke recently released the HOLO 3 with proceeds benefiting his latest program called Camp HOLO. In June of 2021, Luke will host Camp HOLO, a three-day camp in Idaho for kids aged 10 to 16 that have struggled with bullying and self-esteem issues. So I'm going to bring in my guest, Luke Swenson. Hello. Hello. Hi, Luke. I don't know how I could get a better introduction than that, but. <laughs> wow. 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 So let's start from the very beginning. What okay. um, what inspired you to um, be of service in the way that you are? So what it originally inspired me is actually it was racing cars. Um, I had to partner with a company called Race to Cure. It was a company that would give kids and families money to travel for treatment for cancer. And at the very start of that, I was raising about $2,500. And my dad thought, well, that's quite a lot of money. But then the years coming after that, I ended up raising $5,500, $7,500. And he said, he's really got a heart for this. So that really was the main starting point to why I've come a greater service and also the inspiration behind everything so and, and so your first um your first event was pancreatic cancer correct yes and so why why that so it was the first reason for pancreatic cancer really it was probably because of you know having cancer in my life my grandfather ended up passing away from cancer and that really hit home to think that if there's some way I could stop this to not have other kids and families go through the same struggle that we did with my grandfather, that would really be the main reason behind pediatric cancer. Okay. Okay. So after, after the erasing happened, then came your, I love this life organization, correct? Yes. So after racing, and after my grandfather's memorial service, which he had had us pick out the songs for what they would be using in his presentation, but I had picked a song called Best Seat in the House by Lokash. Mm -hmm. And as that went forward, my dad would see, well, he's starting to download more and more of their music. And then came a point of where in Boise, Idaho, they were actually having a concert so my dad called into the radio station. He said, is there any way that maybe they, he could meet them because of how much music I was downloading? And they said, since he's coming all the way from Great Falls, we'll, we'll do something. Just meet us in X and X. And that day, I was able to meet with the band, be in the buses with the band, and actually be on stage for I Love This Life. And it was on a car ride home from Boise from that concert and we were stuck in road construction that I told my dad, hey, I want to do something more with the name I Love This Life. So that's 
that was the main starting point behind the foundation. Okay, so you decided you wanted to do more with I Love This Life, and then yeah. where did the inspiration come next for what you were going to do with it? Um, the inspiration next actually came from Chris and Preston at Low Cash. And, you know, there's so, there are so many people that have inspired me throughout this trip that I, I'll put them in where they fit with everything that's going on. But the inspiration next from I Love This Life was being able to reach out to kids, you know, being able to show them that stuff is possible just from music. So music was really a huge inspiration for you. Yeah, it, it really was. That was it was a very big part of my life during that time. And I Love This Life is one of Lokash's songs, right? Yes, I Love This Life is one of Lokash's songs. Right. Okay, so so now you decide you're going to make this organization called I Love This Life. And yep. is this where you, you were inspired for this journal that you created? Yes. So the journal actually came from... A girl that we had met in Boise, my dad had gotten a phone call one night from actually her mother, and he was he was out there talking for a long time, and I'm thinking, well, this is kind of odd. And then he comes back in, and I asked, well, what's that about? And he said, it's a, a young girl that had actually attempted suicide. And I asked, well, what day, what day does she get out of the hospital? He said he gets out Sunday morning. So I said, we're going to be there that Sunday to make sure she gets out of the hospital. So we had actually spent the whole day with her and her family. And then again, on another car ride home, I had told my dad, how do we get to kids like her before something like that happens? So that was, that was really the big, big push for the journal was how do we get to kids like her before something again like that is even thought of. Right. So then the idea just came to you, a journal, or is this something that you had practiced yourself as journaling? Um, I had done journaling in the past, especially from my grandfather's passing. We, Me and my dad had always did a dream book, which is what we like to call it. It was always about the stuff we wanted to do. And one of the night my grandfather passed, I was sitting in my room tearing stuff out. And I told my dad, he, he was the passion behind everything. So why, why should I keep going? And then I started journaling and I think, well, this, this could really help kids. This could really be something that their parents could look at and say, we should probably talk to our kids, see what they need. So you use the journaling as a way of communicating to your dad and to others and to kind of work out your feelings or yeah, from, from my grandfather passing. Yeah, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely journaling that I was able to communicate between most of them. So, right. So that journaling is actually something that I got loads of journals and I actually give that to my clients as a way of self healing. So it's a powerful way of releasing old sadnesses or to get clarity on things or to um, be inspired and write down those inspirations because we're so easily distracted in the world right now. So yeah. to take that time and really get go inside yourself and put things down on paper um, is an awesome way to help yourself. And I, I've seen your journal, Luke. Do you have one with you? Can you? I do. Yeah. 
There you go. Create your great. Where where did the idea for the name come? So the idea for the name was in this journal. There's actually I can show you in the very back. There is these boxes called doodle boxes, and I I was all about drawing. So I was thinking when we were thinking of the name, I said, well, if I like to draw, why don't we do creating your own greatness? So that's how we came up with create your great. Love that. So take us take us through the journal so everyone kind of knows a little bit about yeah. what's in this so journal. On this, so it will be this side. This is everyone who so far has inspired me. And when we actually do our new journal, that will be updated because there are so many more that we could bond here. But as you go further in through, it's this one, which is how did you make a difference this week? And then you have who and what inspired you. And then we have another little doodle box in the bottom. And then we have a rate, oh, maybe, maybe rate your week feature, an inspirational quote on every page. And then we have this one, which is how you could have made your week better. Nice. So do you have goals in there too? Yes. So the goals they would put in, um, like most of them, when we get the pages back, their goals are in the doodle box. Uh -huh. Just they put them in there with their drawings, but being being inspired by so many people, definitely the most we get back is the who and what inspired you is what we look through the most. So great. So now you've created these journals. Did you have to? Did you have to pay for them by yourself? Just go make them and decide what to do with them, or how did that happen? So these ones, we had ended up coming up with them, and then we would look for sponsors to you know sponsor a classroom set of journals or a school set of journals. That's how we really get them out to the kids, and that's how they're paid for, is when they sponsor a classroom, that'll pay for their journals to be made, and then we send it off to them. So if someone here is listening, and they have a child in fifth grade or sixth grade, and they say, oh, I want my son or daughter's class to have these, mm -hmm. can they send you an email and get 20 copies for the class? So and they could send me or my dad an email, or they could also go to the website, which is www.thislife.org and they can also get them there. Okay, great. And so someone could sponsor a whole school if they wanted to. Yes, if they wanted to, you can sponsor a whole school. Okay, and so does this? do these journals tie in with the assemblies that you've been doing? Yeah, actually, they're a huge part of the assembly, yes. So as we go through our assemblies, we'll, they always get them at the end, but we'll always tell them that they have a set. So they're, they're a huge part of the assemblies, yeah. So tell me how the assemblies works. Uh, a principal gets a hold of you and says, Luke, we want you at our school. Yes. So that that's how it works. They'll get a hold of us and they say, we'd like you to come to our school and speak. So when we go and speak, I'll talk about race cars and I'll talk about the pink shoe story. Um, I'll also go over my grandfather and then I'll go over the girl who started the journal. Um, we'll go over bullying and teen suicide. That's a big part of it. And then we'll, at the very end, one message I always tell them is, is if you imagine and you believe, I promise you that you can achieve almost anything. Yes. Love that message. And so is it just, is it just you standing on, I suppose, the auditorium stage or the gym stage or do you come with others or? Uh, it's, it's just me and my dad. My dad will do the intro part of it. So he'll do the race cars because that, that's when he was a huge part. And then I'll do the rest from there on. 
And are you are you comfortable with that? Speaking in front of a whole school of of kids, no problem. Yeah, definitely. Um, it really helps. It really helps having a dad who would help you through that, helping you getting the speeches ready. But I I remember my first speech. I w- I was semi nervous, and then I think we got to speech probably three during that just that year, and it was a piece of cake. So piece of cake. Okay, and and um, so tell me what happens. You hand out the journals, and um, is is it really well received? Well, how did the kids react to a peer talking to them? I bet they loved that. Yeah, there, there, there's a running joke that we have at foundation. It's always it's always a teacher that comes and says, "How do you keep these kids' attention?" <laughs> I mean, they, they don't want to be up there listening to a 45 year old speaking. Right. But it's it, when you have a kid who knows what they're going through, they can really be like, well, I can relate to this. This this is this kid's been through the same stuff that I've been through. So yeah, it, it's really received really well by the kids. That's, that's that's one thing that I always look forward to with those assemblies is just seeing the kids being able to answer any questions they have and just being able to share my message with them. So nice. So. Um, can you share some of the positive things that have happened as a result of you doing these assemblies? Yeah. So when we do our assemblies, we'll always say to the teachers, if you would send us a picture of the journal pages when they fill them out. Um, I remember one of the messages that we got was, I heard that Lucas came and spoke at our school today. My kids haven't stopped talking about it for the past two hours. (laughs) (laughs) That one I always, I love saying that one about And then we also, we do, when we get journal pages back, we get some really, really good ones. And then there are some that we get that aren't so great. So we always say to the teacher, if we could come back and speak with those kids. I remember one of the journal pages we got back was, it was a kid and everything in that journal page of who he wasn't inspired by was just video game characters. Mm-hmm. So, and his his mom had no idea. She had sent us a message and said, I, I had no clue. So we we definitely do get some of those, but I think just, just seeing everything that we get back and the response from these, it's the best thing ever. So what um, actions do you take then? Do you, do you take it further if you get a, a page back that someone's just inspired by video game characters? Or if someone's got a page back that says, I'm not inspired by anything, I'm, you know, miserable right now. Um, do you do more with it then or? Yeah. So this also depends always on where we are, but when we get a journal page back, we'll, if it's in, if it's somewhere close, if it's near our hometown, we'll always go meet the kid and we'll, we'll see, you know, what, what's going on. Like we did with the girl, but if, it, if it's somewhere farther out, we'll have them contact me through either social media or the website. And then I'll probably, I'll, I'll sit there for probably about two hours talking to them, asking like, what, what's going on here? Why, why are you inspired by just video characters or you're not inspired at all? Uh-huh. And, and you're able to, to help them work through that? Yeah. I, there was one assembly that we did in Great Falls and it, there was a kid that I got a Facebook message from him after the assembly. I, I, I was probably there with him for about two to three hours because he had actually just lost his father. So I was there for probably about two or three hours with him, just getting him through it. So 
Wow, Luke, you really make yourself available. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. So they know where to find you. So mm -hmm. I I remember your pink shoe story. And you said that's yeah. one of them that you share at your assembly, right? Mm -hmm. can, can you share it with us? I can, yeah. So the pink shoe story is in Great Falls, Montana, where my dad originally worked, there was a lady battling breast cancer. And you don't want to go in there and ask someone who's battling cancer, how are you doing? Because they're not doing well. Come on now. But my dad would wear pink shoes every time he went to work just to show her that, hey, we're thinking about you and that we care. So I, I told him, I want a pair of pink shoes. And he was hesitant on that at first, but I had originally round him into it. But wearing pink shoes in the fifth grade in Great Falls, Montana, it, it was not, not the smartest idea. I, I was pushed around, called names. It, it just wasn't good. So I went home that night and, and I told my dad, but what am I doing this for? Why, why shouldn't I just give up and quit? And I, I tell you now, I am so glad I did not take the side of quitting. I, I, just, I just couldn't imagine what I would have been like back then. Okay, so I, re I remember I remember a little bit from last time because I did have you on um, a couple years ago when I was just yeah. starting. It was a podcast, and you said something about the fact that your dad basically gave the option that you could um, let this take you down, or mm -hmm. you could grow from it. And you woke up the next day, and what did you do? Yeah, so that night, I, it's one thing he's always told me: if you have a decision, sleep on it. And then wake up tomorrow with a fresh mind and think about it again. That's what I did. And then I woke up that morning and I said, I'm not going to let what someone on the playground says about what I want to wear bring me down. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And I think you said something about getting an even brighter pink shoes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. That same day I told my dad, I want you to find the brightest pair of pink shoes possible. And I wore them that, that next coming day. And that that's when I really knew that I could probably go far with what I wanted to do. You could really step into your own. So um, what happened then? Did the bullier leave you alone? And then when you came back uh, with a louder statement? <laughs> yeah. When I, they were, they were probably expecting me just to come back wearing normal shoes that, that day I came back with brighter shoes. I don't think they were expecting that. No. Cause the, the way I went home, they, they would have been right that I would have just came or came back in regular shoes, but. The fact that I came back and even brighter and even stronger than I was yesterday that day definitely threw them off. So awesome. And so now you have you have grown that pink shoe campaign, right? Yeah, that it, it's grown quite a ways, even for now, growing from that one pair of pink shoes to whole shoe lines. It's grown quite a ways. Okay, and so this is new. Tell us about the shoe line and, and what inspired yes. you and what you're doing with it. So the shoe line, I don't know if I have a pair of the shoes with me, but the Holo 1s and Holo 2s were the original shoes. And my dad was actually contacted by a shoe company and said, we've seen your message and we'd like to do a shoe line for you. And I, he didn't tell me this until one of my assemblies at the very end. We had a, we had a question saying, when are you going to do your own shoes? I, I said, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know how to answer that at the time. And then he comes on and says, well, actually, we're about to change that. And he's told the whole line of that I had been contacted by a shoe company. And the Holo 1s and Holo 2s now 
they are in bowl production, Italy. Sadly, because of COVID, we've had so many orders backed up, just because Italy was hit so hard that it's it's been backed up so far. But the Holo One and Holo Two shoes were the start of that, and now just recently we released the Holo Threes, which are not done by the same company, but I actually have. So the Holo Threes is what I like to say. It's a combination of everyone that I've met. It's a combination of all their great ideas and just meeting them as a person in a whole that really is the driving force behind that shoe. Okay. So someone can, do they design a shoe through you or do they buy one of your already designed shoes? So with the Holo 3s, these, these ones will already be designed since they're painted. They'll already be designed. Same with the Holo 1s and 2s, they're already designed. But they're able to purchase the Holo 2s and 1, 2, and 3 through the website. Okay, awesome. And then what what does this what does this benefiting? So the Holo 1s and 2s, their part of their money is still going to pediatric cancer. That will always be a part of the foundation. The Holo 3s actually when we sell these, it's raising money to go to kids at camp. So every kid at camp can have a pair of those shoes and can also go to camp for free without having to pay for it. So, Okay. Um, we'll, we'll talk about camp at the end because you still have a lot more things to talk about. <laughs> that is very true. I definitely do. There's a lot of, a lot of great projects under the I Love This Life name. Yes. Um, I think the next one was the Music Matters, right? Yeah. So Music Matters was actually a little MP3 player that over my Christmas break, instead of going to Disneyland or Universal, I told my dad, I want to go do something for the homeless people in LA. And we had actually recorded a special message on a tiny MP3 player. And we'd went down to Skid Row, which is the, their big homeless like camp. And every kid that we saw, we gave one of those out to them in the hope that the way music changed my life, I hope that it can change theirs to somebody do something good too. Nice. How, how many of those did you give out? There, we probably gave out down there 200, I think, or somewhere around that. And, and I suppose there's no way to know what it's done. It was just kind of a, you put it out there with a good intention. and Yeah, we put it out there with a good intention. We... Yeah, I, I think it's really the thing now where we're going to just have to wait and see if anything really pops up with it. But it was definitely a thing where it's just we want to do something for the kids down there. Nice. Well, where do these ideas come from? Are you are you constantly being sp inspired with new ideas? Yes, very. Every time we <laughs> took a road trip to come down to Boise before we moved here, it was always what can we do next on the road trip here and back. So. So you use your road trick road trick trip as a time of coming up with creative ideas on things you could do to help to be yeah we we always call road trips we call it the think time think time and thinking of new ideas and that's that's something me and my dad love to do we like to drive everywhere and just to spend that time together and to be able to come up with all these crazy ideas is really what we love to do. Oh, I don't think they're crazy ideas. I think they're awesome <laughs> ideas. <laughs> so, so tell me some of your, um, tell me some of your best stories of how you've been able to help others. Cause I know those stories are what probably keeps you going and keeps you motivated and inspired. Yes. 
Yeah, that that is very true. One of them, one of them being one that I said um, of the kids who haven't stopped talking about it for two hours. That that's always one that hits me home. Um, one of the success stories is definitely the journal and the girl named Sarah. Um, that that one, even though it's not it's not something we've gotten back, it's definitely a huge, in my opinion, success story. Mm-hmm. That, that's definitely one really big one. Um, some of the other ones, it's just, it's just the messages that we get back from the journals and to the foundation for when we drive by in our van, our logoed van, just to see the messages that we get from people just saying what a great job we're doing and helping kids. So it's definitely those are the big success stories that we get. Yeah, I, I often see some of um, some of the journal pages that that you've posted on Facebook, or little maybe not the journal pages, but notes from the parents or people that comment. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you are constantly getting some some great kudos from family members around what you're doing. Yeah, especially from assemblies too. When when kids go home and talk to their parents, we probably get on a base probably twenty messages at least from just parents saying what a great job we do. So, so um, I know um, you're doing some stuff for suicide prevention, correct? Yes. Can you share, elaborate on that? Yeah, so the suicide prevention parts actually came from when we were forming the foundation down here in Boise. That was one thing I always wanted to do. It was, I was born here, the community here is awesome, and I wanted to have the foundation incorporated down here. But it was... It was a day after the foundation was incorporated that I had gotten a call from, at the time, Mayor Beater of Boise, and he said he'd like to meet with me. And we took that offer, and he said, you're doing a great job with pediatric cancer as it is now, but would you be looking more into bullying and teen suicide? Because teen suicide in Boise, at least, it's it's one of the higher ones, which... Thankfully, we have great people down here to help with that. But it was definitely now with suicide prevention, it's mainly from sales on the website. It'll help go to the Speedy Foundation, which was a unit or Olympic skier who has a suicide or 24 hour hotline down here. So it goes towards hotlines and all the money that we get, half of it goes to people like that. So. And so this money is coming from the shoes and the journals or? Uh, sales on the website. So journals are new necklaces and just T-shirts and hoodies. Uh, oh, things that you're s- selling that say I love yeah. this life on it, which is awesome. It's a great thing to wear right now when yeah. there's probably a lot of people not loving, <laughs> loving mm-hmm. this life yeah. the way they are. Um, have you seen an upswing in your business during all of this or, or not so much? Um, it's been pretty steady going on. We've definitely seen a bit more now because of COVID, but it'll probably always stay the same where it is now. Okay. How, how do you think, um, how do you think all of this is affecting? I know you're trying to help all the kids that are having a hard time. Yeah. And help the kids to inspire them to dream bigger. Mm-hmm. And everything in the outer world right now would be saying almost the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your thought on this, sir? What are you seeing? Um, I know at least from my perspective, kids going to school online, uh, that's really hard, especially having to go to school online down here. 
um, being thrown into a classroom with kids you don't know, you don't know what struggles they're having. So you really, you really can't tell with kids just because of the whole lockup and everything. But I definitely think it's hitting kids hard. I, I do believe that, that kids are definitely being hit harder than most in this. I, I've been hearing that. I've been hearing that suicides and, and problems have been increasing in the area. I don't know. Um, I haven't looked into it, but that's um, just in talking with people. That's what I've heard. Um, do you are you still coming up with more ideas? Do you have more plans for the future? Yeah, we de we definitely have more plans for the future. We have a second journal coming out, which will be for kids and parents, not just kids. Nice. Um, we've had a couple other ideas for stuff like our necklace, a um, couple of those other ideas just to have or show kids that there's still hope. Nice. And where did you come up with the, 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 the holo idea? So the holo idea for hope and love, um, we were, it was another road trip idea. We were <laughs> coming up with a name for the shoes when we originally gotten them. And we took two words that we use a whole lot, hope and love, and we kind of just stuck them together. And that's how we came up with Holo. Nice. And okay, so the, your camp idea, you've got a camp coming up in McCall, yeah. Idaho next summer. Mm -hmm. And so that must have been a road trip idea. Yeah. That, that, was, that was actually a road trip idea up to McCall. We had seen a couple of camps that go on up there and we were thinking, why don't, why don't we try and do a camp? So... Yeah, Camp Holo was definitely a road trip idea. So, so tell us about Camp Holo. Yeah, so Camp Holo, our whole goal with it is to get to kids who are struggling with self-esteem issues and bullying. We have a bunch of inspirational mentors and peers, peers of mine, either from racing or that I've known. One of them actually being a boy who is a three-sport athlete and had actually battled with retina cancer and in the end ended up losing his eye because of it so we think he would have we originally thought that he would be a perfect fit for it but it's camp is really to show kids that you know there, there's still hope there's still hope even with all this crazy stuff going on in the world and that you're still able to do anything yeah that's a great message uh, and what what kind of kids are you um, gearing this camp towards? Um, definitely the self-esteem issue side, self-esteem issue and bullying side. Um, probably more through fourth grade through probably eighth. So the semi-older kids, because especially in Great Falls, we, we had seen that most either attempted suicide or suicides had come from fourth grade on up. So definitely reaching kids like that. Okay. And so is it, um, what is the cost if someone wants to go to camp? So we're hoping the cost if someone wants to go to camp is nothing. That's why any proceeds from the Holo Threes, that'll go to camp to hopefully get kids in for free. We also want to give every kid a journal and a pair of the Holo Threes that they can customize on their own while they're up there. So we, we definitely want it to be, no costs at all. That's what we've been planning from the beginning. So, 
So organizations and people could sponsor a child or something to camp if they wanted to, correct? Yeah. So we have we have people who sponsor kids. They'll and then we have organizations actually sponsoring the main behind the camp. So like renting the camp out for the three days, and that would be what the organizations do. Okay. And so what, what kind of things do you plan on doing at camp? Do you have it all figured out yet? Or am I, am I asking you too soon? <laughs> um, we have, we have most of it figured out. So at camp, we, we want to show kids that you can do anything. So we'll, we'll still do basic camp stuff like campfires and stuff like that, but it'll really be a bunch of inspirational stuff. So we'll do a bunch of team bonding stuff between all the kids and on our first night, this is just a tiny sneak into it, we want to do a whole thing where they take a piece of paper and they'll write down three things that have been affecting them through COVID. And then they'll throw it into a bonfire and that's how we'll start off camp. So Nice. A little burning. Yeah. And then you're going to fill, you're going to fill up through the rest of the camp. You're going to release something at the beginning and then use the rest mm-hmm. of the camp to fill, fill up. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Um, so that's three days. June, what are the dates? 21st? June 21st to the 24th. Okay. And that's next summer, next. correct? Yeah. Okay. Is, is there anything else I'm missing that you've, that you're doing? Um, actually, one of, one of the things we did along with Music Matters while we were down in California um, it was actually, they, we called them care bags. So any, we, instead of going to Skid Row, we went just through downtown LA and any homeless person that we saw, we'd carry these bags around and it had, it had some food, water. It had $20 to go buy them food or if they had a dog, they would go buy their pet stuff. Um, a new pair of socks and it actually, it also had MP3 players in them. So that was one of the other things that we had ended up doing. Wow, and this was just you and your dad? Yep, that was, that was all me and my dad. That's what I wanted to do over Christmas instead of doing something as a family, I wanted to go help out people. Oh my goodness, Luke. <laughs> did, did you, so when you were like really, I mean, you started this obviously, what, seven years old, is that correct? Yes, I was seven, yeah. So this has just been a part of you. I mean, you. Yeah, this is, this is kind of my, what I would like to call my duo. It's okay. my part of my life is I'm still a regular kid, but I always am there and I want to help people. So, Yeah. Well, that's what I'm loving about your generation right now of kids. You all kind of came in with superhero type characteristics. Yeah. So many of you you know, and I'm seeing and connecting with a lot of them as a substitute teacher. And it's like you, a lot of you were prepared for this. You came in with such bright lights and such great energy and just a knowing and a strength and a determination about you that, um, you know, hopefully you can, you guys, your generation can turn things around. We would like to do this. Many of us would like to do this for your generation. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, I think one of, one of the big things is when we start off my assemblies, most people, we've gotten a thing where most people really wouldn't expect it coming from me being a divorced family. 
So that that's really kind of a curveball in the whole story, saying that I've I've come from a broken home. So any kid who's really gone through that, I know what they're feeling. It's it's not it's not fun. That's not right. Fun. And I forgot to add that because many that are watching can think, well, sure, it's easy because you've probably had an easy life, but you've it's a challenge. Anyone going through a divorce, any family, it's when you're family gets pulled, torn apart, that's very destabilizing. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It was definitely a, it was definitely a big impact on me, definitely going forward through that time. But turning it, turning from what was a divorced family to what it is now, definitely. So I, I like to help people um, find the gems or find the pearl in something that's challenging. Yeah. So what through your challenge, is there something through it that made you better at what you're doing right now? Um, I think through the challenges, it was definitely seeing what I can do to help others. Now it's definitely from racing side, seeing that I would and thinking that I would be able to help families, see their kids through treatment. That, that was definitely the big start of the giant snowball that just expanded into now. So you, so you took all maybe the sadness and the frustration. How old were you when you, when your parents went divorced? Oh, when my parents divorced, I was five. Cause I was in kindergarten at that time. So I was five. five. Okay. So did you have to go then back and forth? Yep. That, that was a, uh, when we were back in Great Falls, it was a whole back and forth, back and forth. And now that I'm down in Boise, I live down here with my dad. So I'm with my dad full time. But at some points throughout my school year, I'll go back and see my mom for a week or so. And then I'll just come back here. Okay. So so what you did is you kind of took all the, maybe the sadness, frustration, whatever that was from the divorce, and you just kind of focused it on helping others? Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely kind of like compacted into a snowball and threw it <laughs> saying, well, I can change something now. <laughs> well, and that's always good to do, too, because I went through a divorce as well. And I can tell you throwing snowballs was one of one of the ways that I released <laughs> some of the energy from it. Literally picked up snow. I was in Minnesota and we had lots of snow there. So, yeah. <laughs> It's a good therapy along with the journaling. So you, you're doing some great things to help yourself through. There, there was there was one more thing that I forgot. And it was a couple of months ago, we had actually started a thing called Check 3. And it is really just a thing saying, go find three people in your contacts that maybe you haven't talked to in a while and just see how they're doing. That's, that's a big, especially now through COVID, that's definitely one thing that we like to push hard so mm -hmm. so you just find three people that you don't know or you haven't talked to three people most of the time it's three people that you probably haven't talked to in a while okay just see how they're doing just seeing how they're doing that's a great idea so how um if if you were to you know you to re to to talk to our audience the people that are out there um how can those listening help you um Definitely. Um, sharing posts that just to get it out there, just to show more people about what we're doing. Um, funding, you know, classrooms or schools for journals. That's a big one. Um, now with camp coming up, camp's a huge 
help if anyone would like to donate to that. Um, but it's really just getting the message out there is what I was like to say. Mm -hmm. And so uh, what are the journals a piece if someone wanted to buy just enough for their classroom? So it, it depends on especially how big the classroom, but if a person wants to sponsor them, it's $2 okay. per journal. $2. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, have your journal, journals made it to Boise? They have. Yep. So we, we actually have a school and it's, it's called Paramount and we actually have journals in one of their classrooms. So they have made it to Boise. Okay. Well, I personally have one of your journals and I love it. I think it is a fantastic idea. And $2 is a steal for one of, one of the journals. Um, is there, so if there's anyone out here listening on chat right now, do you have any questions for Luke? If so, now is a great time. Um, and I don't even know, this is my, only my second live stream, but it looks like the chat is activated. Luke, do you have anything else that you would like to add or talk about? We have like maybe six, seven, eight minutes left. Um... Yeah. I think I think one thing that we could probably now take away from all of this is just to be kind to each other. That, yeah. That's definitely definitely a big thing. Um, just being out there and if you see someone going through something and having a difficult time with something, talk to them. I mean, be there for them and ask, hey, what's going on? Is there anything that I can help you with? That's a great message. Yeah, there are so many that need that right now. I'm finding even a smile, you know, as you know, it has to be outside of a grocery store somewhere where so you don't have a mask on. That's the hard thing. You know, when you have to like here where we're at, we're still having to wear masks in public places. So you mm -hmm. can't even offer a smile, you know, when you're in the public unless you're outside. But that is is such a great way to uplift people. You yeah. know along with asking them how they're doing and just um, having a lot of compassion because so many people are going through so much. And so just to take the time to listen to people and to care and to forgive them because there's a lot of stress and pressures and lots of anger and lots of pent up energy that's happened with people when during, you know, all the, all that's been going on for the past five, six months. Yeah, definitely. So have you been able to connect at all since now you've recently moved back to Boise? Have you been able to connect at all with um, any anyone your age or? Uh, yeah, definitely. I definitely, I still talk to a ton of the people that I knew back in Great Falls. Not in Boise right now, no, just because of the online school. But I'm definitely still able to at least connect with the people back in Great Falls or anyone from my school that I happen to know now just definitely still being able to connect with them is a huge thing for me. Right. I, I'm finding people are wanting more of a personal connection now, even, even on social media, as opposed to a post, they would rather see a live video and then even more so a live stream. Cause I think people are really yearning for that human interaction. Yeah. So anything else you'd like to add Luke? Trying to think if there's anything that I had ended up missing. Well, tell me this: Do you, be, you, you've put a lot of time into your organizations and being of service, 
what do you like to do in your free time? Do you have free time <laughs> besides school? Yeah, um, there's there's definitely some free time in between golfing. I really, we really, me and my dad as a team, we really like to golf a lot. So that's a big part. And it's really just spending time with my dad or family friends, just being there, like you said, with that people and that human contact. It's it's definitely just spending time, not indoors. Right. Um, and are you are you an only child? I am an only child. Yeah. So it's just it's just me and my dad here. So. Okay. Nice. Um, any more plans at all for any future projects? Um, but we have since the family journal, that's one of them. Um, maybe if the Holo threes do well, definitely thinking of another shoe, something like that. Uh huh. Um, we, one other thing that we actually want to start doing is a, it's a, um, a food truck. So we want to take, we want to get a refrigerated truck and we want to take food to people in need. That, that's one big thing we want to start. Boy, that sounds like an awesome idea. So I, I'm guessing if there's people from this area listening, you probably could use help, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely like, finding a refrigerated truck. That, that's been quite a difficulty, and I don't know why. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, we're, we're in an area where food trucks are big, so they're, they're pretty popular here. Um, yep, food truck is a great idea. Okay, Luke. Well, this was great. Great to have you back. I think it's been a couple years. Last time it was just a podcast, and now you've yep. done a lot since then. I can't even imagine where you're going to be at in another year from now. Um, so glad that you are out doing all the great things that you're doing. Um, can you can you let everyone know if they wanted to connect with you on Facebook or your organizations? What your um, web address and Facebook address. Yeah. So if, if they want to send any messages, the website, it's www.dialthislife.org. Um, my Instagram and Facebook is Lucas Swenson 44. And then my dad's is just Thor Swenson. So. Okay. So it's, I love, I love this life.org. Yes. And they can find t-shirts. I love this life, the shoes, the journals. Yep. They can find as of right now, they can find the shoes, journals, and necklaces. We're going through a whole rebranding stage, so the t-shirts and hoodies aren't on there, but they, they'll be back on there. Okay. Well, this was great, Luke. Thank you so much, and thanks for all that you're doing. You're definitely making Boise and the world a better place. It was great to have you on the show. Everyone, thanks for listening to Light Laughter and Lattes on Oneness Talk Radio and Anchor. Have a great week. Bye. One 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 two 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 three three three. Is it by chance you are waking up at these synchronistic times? and glancing at the clock when they appear, or is someone trying to message you? Your soul can actually communicate with you through numbers. Everything is energy and frequency. Therefore, every number carries a unique energy. When you understand what each of the numbers mean, you can discern what your soul is trying to communicate. This is the art of ascended numerology.
It is an ancient mystical art that was used by the Essene. Ascended numerology is quite different from numerology in that it utilizes the numbers 0 and 13, thus incorporating the energy of the infinite, which includes the soul. Everyone is born with a soul blueprint. This is the foundational energy you carried into this life experience. In Ascended Numerology, it is called a Diamond Foundation. Your birth name carries a number or energy, your birth date carries a number or energy, and your birth location carries a number or energy. When these three numbers are added together, a fourth number is determined, which is your master soul code. This is the energy you came here to master. Oftentimes it is your greatest challenge. When it is mastered, it becomes your greatest gift. These four numbers collectively make up your diamond foundation. Everyone's diamond foundation or soul blueprint is unique and extremely informative about your life experience and how your soul is expressing through it. Your diamond foundation acts as a roadmap or formula for action towards greatest soul potential in form. For example, my chart is extremely imbalanced. Therefore, this was an energetic issue of mine for some time. But when I moved to a new location and purchased a pet, my energy became more balanced and I felt much better. Ascended numerology can be used to determine advantageous marriage dates, ideal locations to live, companies best suited for work, and can answer most questions. It is great for determining the meaning of why certain events happened in your life, roles, deaths, or births played, and the energetic role each family member contributes. Knowing your diamond foundation is not only a fantastic healing tool, but is also empowering. With light shed on your experience and a blueprint for highest soul potential in hand, you can make more enlightened decisions. This is a healing art I've applied and enjoyed with incredible accuracy for many years. If you are interested in a simple reading to find out your diamond foundation and master soul code, or a more extensive reading with questions that you would like answered, please let me know. I would be happy to assist. Just look at the host page under Jerry Hapstreet and you will find all my contact information there. Thank you for listening in to Light Laughter and Lattes. It has been my honor and pleasure. Please visit jerryhab.wix.com and check out my services and my packages. I work with people in person and from a distance, and I also give free 15-minute consultations. And so until next week, may your week be filled with light, laughter, and a whole lot of love.